Hello, and welcome to the third episode of Talking Payments with Ian Vico, the podcast that goes beyond the now to give you insight into the technologies and initiatives that are shaping the future of payments. I'm your host, Simon Klein, Ian Vico's Director of Communications, and I'm once again joined by my colleagues, Brian Byrne, a payments industry veteran and Ian Vico's Director of Engagement and Operations, and Bastian Najee, a leading global expert on payments technology and Ian Vico's Director of Technology. Today, we're exploring the growing popularity of QR code payments and how EMVCO is supporting the growing use of QR codes for fast and touchless transactions around the world. And we're also joined by Johan Gutendag from PASA, the Payment Association of South Africa. Bastian spoke to Johan before today's recording to learn about PASA's work with QR code payments. Coming to that shortly. QR codes started out life in the early 90s to help simplify automotive supply chains, but soon grew in popularity across various other industries. In recent years, QR codes have increasingly been used to initiate fast and easy touchless mobile payments at the point of sale. The EMV QR code specifications were developed to enable quick, reliable and trusted transactions for both merchants and consumers. But what opportunities and challenges does this present and how is EMV co-responding? Brian, let's let's start with you. What factors are driving the adoption of QR code payments? Yeah, thanks, Simon. Well, you know, it seems that every presentation you listen to uh, in our industry talks about COVID, and and it has to. It's been awful, and it's been terrible in so many respects, but it's really been a prompt for a lot of activity in the payment space. I mean, across the board, we've seen increase in contact-free payments. Um, you know, we've seen EMV contactless, mobile payments have surged. But in the QR space specifically, you know, they've become almost ubiquitous over the course of the pandemic. For example, many consumers, you know, probably hadn't, maybe not even, hadn't even heard of a QR code 18 months ago, let alone scan one. Um, you know, now I've got a QR code on my phone showing that I've been vaccinated, um, then when I get to the venue, maybe um, I'm scanning a menu that I used to be in paper. And, um, it, you know, QR cards, codes have just become, you know, a part of the retail experience. And, you know, more broadly, even even apart from response to COVID, there's just been a growing popularity for QR code payments that reflects a general trend of consumers demanding more choice. I mean... The other day I was reading um, that the MasterCard's new payments index found that 84% of consumers around the world, they expect to make purchases when and how they want. You know, just a fundamental change in attitude towards payments. And then of course, you know, we've got other cases developing, you know, such as transit ticketing, where this could come into play. So lots is going on. And specific, Brian, how are QR codes being adopted across the globe? Well, you know, back in the days when we used to travel, um, I remember being in a meeting in Shanghai and going to the local equivalent of 7-Eleven and there were 10 of us in line and I was the only one who paid with cash. Everyone else was a QR code scan. You know, in China, transactions have grown 15 times there over the last three years for QR codes. And in India, 40% of consumers use QR codes regularly to make payments. But, you know, in the last couple of years, we're seeing, you know, we're seeing more growth. Uh, It's becoming very common in Singapore, Thailand, Indonesia. Um, 
In the US, Juniper Research predicted the number of QR code users is anticipated to increase by 240% by 2025. You know, I think they're onto something. I think there's going to be big growth because they're also projecting that 2.2 billion QR code payment users by 2025 with a total transaction value topping 2.7 trillion. Well, as you say, Brian, there's certainly some growth there. Bastian, um, to give us a more technical understanding of, of how QR codes are developing, could you say why the QR codes are preferable to say regular barcodes? Yes, Simon. Um, actually, from a technical point of view, the simple answer is that QR codes are much more data rich compared to the regular barcode and they are as easy to read as barcode. So you can quickly perform the transaction or read, read the QR code with the, with the standard devices um, today. And in, in the context of payment, the ability to communicate more data with a transaction provides both consumers and merchants with valuable information at the point of purchase, such as, for example, payment cryptogram or re rewards and loyalty. Thanks, Bastia. Brian, back to you. Could, could you explain why has EMV Code got involved in this area? I mean, can you explain how QR code payments align with EMV Code's remit? You know, at EMV Code, our mission is to enable card-based payments to work seamlessly around the world. I mean, that's what we do. And advances in technology are just making card payments possible in all sorts of new ways. You know, whether it's online, mobile devices, QR codes, as we were just talking about, consumers want choice. And our role is to keep supporting that choice and to keep involving and enhancing the EMV specifications that support and promote this innovation. And when it comes to QR code payments, there's been a lot of marketplace fragmentation, which has meant a lack of globally interoperable solutions. So ensuring that QR code payments are gonna work in the same way, no matter where they're used, really has the opportunity for significant benefit. And one of the ways that EMVCO brings value to the payments industry is because we provide global interoperable specs so that every country doesn't have to reinvent the wheel to accomplish what are usually fundamentally the same business objectives. Bastian, following on from what Brian's just said there and the need for interoperable and secure QR code solutions, could you explain exactly what EMVCO is doing from it? technical perspective to address these challenges and how EMVCO is supporting the development and use of QR codes? Sure, Simon. Uh, actually, there are, there are three, keys, three key areas of activities within EMVCO um, on, on QR code. Uh, the First, the QR code task force um, has developed the EMV QR code specifications. This activity incorporates specifications that address the two main consumer experience for QR code payments. The first one being the consumer presented mode. And um, this mode is where the consumer display a QR code on their mobile phone, uh, which is then read by the merchant to conduct the payment transaction. On the other, on the other side, uh, there is also the merchant presented mode. And this is where, in that case, the merchant displays the QR code and the consumer use its mobile phone, mobile device camera in order to scan this QR code. Um, EMVCO also work on, on 
ways to test and evaluate whether a QR code generated and can be interpreted in compliance with the EMV QR code specifications. So we've put in place a tool that, that allows to uh, read or generate these codes um, within the, uh, with, with the, on, on the EMV core website. And the, I mean, the, the recognition um, of, of, of this uh, EMV technology is, is key as well. So we have created the EMV QR payment mark and the EMV QR scan icon. Uh, these are co collectively referred to as the QR marks and um, these are available or royalty-free for use on devices facilitating transactions based on the EMV QR code specifications. So these marks provide clarity and consistency, which is key um, in, communication, in communicating QR code acceptance and avoiding multiple QRs display at the merchant premises. Uh, it also uh, promotes consumer familiarity at the point of sale. Thanks for that detail, Bastian. What are the actual benefits, though, of these, these EMVCO initiatives that EMVCO has been working on, Bastian? There are multiple benefits. First, the uh, QR code solution providers can have increased confidence that the solution will work anywhere they are implemented. This includes the support for domestic and international card-based and account-based program and with, with a confirmed functionality. On the merchant side, the merchant can provide consumers with a wide range of payment options using one single QR code at checkout. So no need for multiple tags, multiple, multiple QR codes. Um, one QR code can support several, um, several payment options. And this brings a range of benefits, uh, such as, for example, acceptance of international payment brands and domestic networks, the support for loyalty and reward programs, um, the flexibility and efficient processing options, uh, as well as minimal setup and low costs, um, which is an, uh, linked to an, an, an easy to maintain infrastructure. So ultimately, it gives consumers more, more choice and convenience meaning they can use their preferred payment option using one standard QR code, which results in a quick and easy checkout, as well as consistent and familiar payment experience. Thanks for detailing those benefits, Bastian. With those kind of benefits, Brian, as I understand, we're starting to see many governments around the world really prioritizing QR code payments and, and payment businesses getting involved in that work. Obviously, in, in your role as Director of Engagement, you must be seeing a lot of development in this space. And are we seeing growing interest in terms of the use of the EMV QR code specifications? Oh, yeah, absolutely, Simon. I mean, we're definitely seeing a lot of marketplace momentum. Um, the EMV Merchant Presented Specification has been adopted by 30 countries and has been adopted by 10 of those countries as their national standards. Um, you know, including Hong Kong, Singapore, Japan, India, Thailand. And yeah, there are other markets that are currently exploring the potential of using the EMV QR code specification. You know, I just read a, an Ernst & Young announcement about some work they'd been doing up in Canada where they were endorsing the EMV specification. Um, in the US, the Faster Payments Council is looking at options related to QR code payments and QR code payments that can support multiple payment options. Um, and 
Sebastian, they're doing stuff in Europe too, right? Yeah, indeed, Brian. Europe is considering QR code payment as well, either by uh, developing their own regional solution or by using the EMV specifications. Yeah, I know. Europe and a couple of other countries, including my own home country of Australia, I'm embarrassed to say, are looking at building out their own solutions when it comes to QR codes. And to me, I mean, this is frustrating. You know, I know I have been in this industry a long time and it feels like I'm just seeing some things repeat themselves unnecessarily. Uh, you know, when EMVCO was first founded, we were founded because France was building out specifications to support secure chip card payments. The United Kingdom was building out specifications to support secure chip card payments. The two things weren't interoperable. So that's why EMVCO was formed. We were formed so that there could be free global specifications so everyone could use the same specs and they would all work together. You know, and I would just hate to see that repeated uh, for the QR code environment. You know, our view at EMVCO is that, and, and this is a view that's been borne out through many implementations, is that the EMV QR code specifications are flexible enough to meet pretty much any local needs. And those are local needs that support multiple payment options. Some great points for consideration there, Brian. Many thanks. In looking at the global view, Bastian recently caught up with Johan Butendag, Strategy and Research Manager of the Payment Association of South Africa. Password currently are working on adopting the EMV QR code specification in South Africa. And here's what Johan had to say to Bastian. Hi, Johan. Uh, thank you for speaking with me today. I'm very pleased to, uh, to talk to you and uh, welcome to uh, Talking Payment with EMVCO. Morning, Bastian. Thank you for having us. So I know, Johan, we, we've been working uh, all together. We started some time ago with the, uh, uh, with the uh, webinar and, and um, at several exchanges. So I know that PASA is working on a QR code standard. Can you explain us what led it to, uh, to make this decision? Sure. So it's actually quite an interesting journey um, around 2017. You know, we really started looking at modernizing the payment system and looking at alternative real-time payment solutions, as we're seeing in many jurisdictions across the world. So at that stage, uh, industry group went overseas on a study tour. We visited uh, India, China, Singapore, and, and Thailand, really to learn from what's happening in those countries. Now, South Africa has had a real-time uh, clearing capability since uh, 2006, 2007, thereabout. But we're really looking at something uh, cheaper and more accessible to the to the broader market. Now from that study tour, very interestingly, we got a few learnings and QR codes was really one of those learnings and the power that QR codes can actually unlock um, in a certain segment of the market. So we took that learning back to back to South Africa and as an industry, we started unpacking, should we also not look at QR code standardization uh, as a payments industry and there was enormous support for actually standardizing QR codes. And that's really where all of this started. Thanks, Johan. Very interesting. So um, as part of your journey, can, can you explain us what are the opportunities, the challenges um, linked to the growth of QR code payments? 
in, in South Africa? Sure. So South Africa has what we refer to as a dual economy. On the one hand, we have a very formal digital economy with mature payment systems such as card. So things like uh, tap, be it with a plastic, uh, a cell phone, a wearable, um, in the formal retail space is or, or online is, is very popular. But then there's a second part of the economy, which is very cash heavy, cash dominant and dependent. Um, and that's really something we hope to address. Now, in that is really an opportunity if you think of things like QR codes. Your traditional point of sale devices are, are obviously quite expensive and they have some infrastructural requirements such as electricity and, and so on that you actually need to be able to, to process a payment. QR codes, however, does not always need that, that infrastructure and you can actually process electronic payment with a piece of paper, which is amazing. And that really unlocks a lot of the opportunities in our cash dependent uh, environment. I think a challenge, though, that we do have is that QR code payments in South Africa has been deployed slightly different to what we've seen in many deployments across the world, where often QR codes are linked to a real-time payment solution. In South Africa, we traditionally have it linked to a card, but may, perhaps being specific, a debit pool card transaction, not a credit push transaction. And what we are hoping to achieve is to have a, a single QR code standard that can be displayed to someone who wants to make a payment and have a flexibility of being a card payment, be it pull or push, or electronic alternatives, the EFT type payment or real-time payment solution. And I think bridging that gap and, and really trying to incorporate all of those, uh, call it payment rails, into something like a QR code is a challenge that, that we're currently uh, dealing with. Yeah, Johan, and, and, and you well described this uh, kind of, of convergence of technologies. Um, and, and I'm more than happy, even if it's not a surprise, that um, indeed in South Africa you already use many of the, of the EMV technologies. But so, by, by the way, the next step looks, looks indeed um, that you, you will be using EMV QR code specification. So um, why did you choose the EMV QR code spec? So I think it's a very fair question. When we started the journey on of standardizing QR codes, we had quite a in-depth debate. Do we create something very unique, something very proprietary to South Africa, or do we leverage what's already out there? Now, obviously both have pros and cons attached to them. What we did find though is, yes, you can really cater something for a domestic market, but payment is increasingly becoming borderless. And we've seen through COVID how that's, that's accelerated even further. And really isolating yourself to a certain extent by creating proprietary standards can limit you in, in connecting to the global payments community to a certain extent. So we re really did not want to deviate uh, from, from that. And then we looked at it, okay, but if we look at the international market, what, what is kind of available to us. And the EMV co-specification for us was almost a bit of a no-brainer because it does provide that flexibility of what we're looking for from the South African point of view. So I've mentioned card payments, be it pull or push, or attaching electronic uh, push payments uh, to that. We do feel that the EMV co-specification spec can actually cater for that. And I think on top of that, uh, like you mentioned, we are very familiar with EMV technologies. 
uh, be it contact NFC or contactless, uh, 3D secure. We are very well versed in uh, the EMV code specifications and technologies in South Africa. So it was really, I think, a natural fit for us to adopt the EMV code uh, specifications. Again, I'm very happy to hear that. Thanks, Johan. Uh, indeed, the, the interoperability and, and cross-border international interoperability is really, is really one of, of the key pillars for EMVCO. So, um, yeah, it, it, it's really, I'm, I'm very pleased to, um, to see that, indeed, um, uh, it, it sees, uh, for you see value in, in, in this uh, uh, global interoperability. So, as a last question, potentially, what, what benefit do PASA expect to see in South Africa uh, due to this increase of, of QR code payments? So uh, you touched on it a bit earlier on when you used the word convergence. And I think convergence is something often used quite loosely. But we see QR codes as a very key strategic enabler in the payments convergence discussion. So again, if you can have a single QR code which enables not only a card payment, but other payment alternatives using a single QR code. That is extremely powerful, um, a extremely powerful proposition to the market. On top of that, we do feel standardizing QR codes also provides uh, or reduces barriers to entry. So in South Africa, in the payments industry, whatever we do, we do attempt to do it for the betterness of, of the national payment system embedded and articulated through the South African Reserve Bank's vision 2025. And if you think of something like QR codes and QR code standardization, it ticks so many of those box, boxes such as financial inclusion. I spoke about the informal economy and getting that into the formal economy. Cost effectiveness, I spoke about the, the cost of acceptance devices, interoperability, you just mentioned you know, the global, regional and global interoperability benefits, uh, as well as re regional integration and pr promoting competition and innovation. And we believe uh, standardizing QR codes can unlock a lot of that. Now, let's be real, there's no silver bullet for, for anything in payments and we have to be uh, very, very honest about that, but at least it is a very first step towards making a more standardized uh, payments ecosystem and QR codes that can be used for many different use cases in many different environments by various uh, uh, payment mechanisms or payment trails. So we're quite excited. We, we do feel we, we can unlock quite a lot of potential uh, for the South African market. And we, we are very excited for, for what comes next. Thanks there to Johan for sharing um, Pass's experience and um, to date, and also thanks to you, Bastian, for for catching up with Johan to get that interview for us. Oh, not a problem, Simon. It was indeed a great to hear from from Johan. Um, all the QR codes are evolving in South Africa, and that the market is already seeing real benefits of EMV QR codes to maintain the international interoperability. Uh, we've been working for that, so um, it's always great to, uh, to, to hear the feedback. Uh, interoperability is indeed um, a, a key aspect for payments, um, as well as uh, we, we, we heard from Johan that um, um, it's the, 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 the specifications support the specificities for South Africa uh, and the capacity of the QR codes to be used as well as enablers uh, in, in, in that region. So very good. 
Yeah, it, it's great to see yet another country realise that the EMV specs can meet their national needs. And let's say fascinating insights from, from Johan. So, Bastian, with QR code deployments increasing and adoption of them, what's next for EMVCO? Well, as usual with the, uh, the EMV specifications, uh, they are not static and are regularly evolving. So further update of the QR code specs will be published in the future to meet the market needs. Um, these updates will be led by our QR task force or QR code task force uh, in collaboration with the EMV code terminal approval working group who leads the um, associated testing uh, testing side that I'm, I've, I've been talking about before and, and making available these tools in order to uh, either generate or test QR codes. Um, and of course, as usual as well, the industry feedback and participation is a critical part of this process. So we welcome any, any comment or feedback. Yeah, absolutely, Bastian. I mean, QR codes are going to play an important role. Um, you know, and we see different payment technologies and channels converging and, you know, QR codes are going to be part of that. I mean, for example, one of the things we're looking into right now is... Could a QR code in store be used to activate a secure click-to-pay e-commerce environment? You know, so we'll keep looking at different options. That wraps it up on our discussion for QR codes for today. But recognizing the importance and the interest in QR codes. Um, EMVCO is going to be holding a webinar. There's actually going to be two webinars um, to accommodate um, global time zones, one taking place on October the 19th and the second on October the 20th. And we'll delve deeper into some of the topics discussed on today's podcast. Registration is free and you just need to go to the EMVCO website to sign up. Now we couldn't finish this episode without mentioning the latest exciting announcement at EMVCO, which is the release of EMV 3DS 2.3. Um, EMV's new 3DS specification. This is now being published following approval for release by EMVCO's Board of Advisors and introduces enhancements to introduce flexibility for merchants across multiple channels and devices. In the next episode of Talking Payments with EMVCO, we'll be exploring the work that's being done to create 3DS 2.3 and we'll delve into the benefits of the specification in providing seamless and secure authentication for online purchases. That concludes um, today's episode of Talking Payments with Invico. To make sure you don't miss an episode, don't forget to hit subscribe from whenever you get your podcasts. For more information on any of the topics discussed today, head to invico.com where you will find a range of materials that are freely available. From our website, you can also subscribe to EMV, EMV Insights, our educational resource that provides information and updates to support EMV understanding. You can also find us on LinkedIn, Twitter and YouTube. Thanks again for listening and we hope you'll join us again in the future.